0: Hello, Ken. Can you hear me? Yeah. Mom? Yes. Mom? Dad? We can hear you. Hola. Hola. Right on. Welcome to my podcast. Today, I've got my mom and dad on here. Ned and Georgia. Let's rock and roll. Welcome to another edition of Between the Fur. I'm your host, Ken, and it's mascot Talk. Between the Fur. Welcome to my podcast. It's called Between the Fur. It's between mascots. But today, I've got two very special guests. They are my mom and dad. Great. Hello, dear. Great to be here. Awesome. Awesome. They're big fans of Between the Fur. Uh, they called me the other day. I'm like, we just love your podcast. And I said, well, wait a second. You guys have been the most influential people in my life. Uh, so welcome. This podcast uh, for a while now has been talking about other mascots, talking to other mascots. And today we're going to talk a little bit about my start, a little bit about my life, what got me here. And what my influences have been and the biggest influences in my life, of course, here are my mom and dad. So mom and dad, what, uh, what was I like as a kid? First of all, let's tell our listeners what, what that was all about raising me. Well, Uh, I might give a
1: a prelude to that. If we've been listening to your prod podcast and, uh, I think now that you know what a podcast you is you started out yes now that I know what a podcast is <laughs> that you uh started towards this career right from the beginning it was uh it was a natural for you it was not that you fell into it
2: well i have to go back a little earlier than that because i remember as a little boy you were into everything. But when we got after you, you had such a personality that it didn't bother you. You just went on to the next thing. And when I took you from that thing, then you went to the next thing. You never got your feelings hurt because you just knew that you could find something that you could get away with. And so (laughs) that... That's how you were real early. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: just bouncing from one thing to the next. And, hey, you know what? I'm okay with a no. Let's go do something else. That's kind of the way I am now.
2: Exactly. Exactly. you going to shut Somebody me down, down here? Others. Well, Let's I'll find something else. Hurt. Yeah. Exactly. That's how you started out. And you were, um, uh, you didn't speak for a long time.
1: You, you, had, you had lots of ways of letting us know what you wanted. So when I, you wanted a light turned on. You would just point to the switch and blink your eyes.
2: Yeah. I remember you'd, you'd come and get me and take me into a room and you'd stand, stand there and point at the light switch that you couldn't reach and blink your eyes. And I'd say, do you want this on? Yeah. So I, you turned it on and the same way with getting a drink, you, you, you mind everything as a little boy. In fact, you didn't speak, I don't think, until past kindergarten. I think you went to school still not speaking. So it's a
0: good thing that I ended but up you with daring. a career where I don't have to speak.
2: Exactly. <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: There were only certain words you knew, and no was one of them. And no matter what was asked of you, if it's something you wanted... You just said no. It was the only word you knew. So a lot of times when people were babysitting you and you'd ask for a drink and they'd say, do you want a drink? And that you'd say no. They'd leave the poor child. You didn't get a drink.
0: (laughs) Oh, that kind of backfired on me. All right. (laughs) I did not know that, actually. Uh, I didn't know that
1: part. I I, um, remember that you were rather daring right from the beginning. I remember building a, a, when the, us as a family built a three, a two-story house with a basement, but we hadn't filled up around the basement yet. And uh, your mother and I were on the roof putting shingles on, and all of a sudden here you came walking across the ridge of the roof. I don't even know if he was four yet, was he?
2: I don't remember. I know he was small. And uh... But if I'd known that was going to turn into coming out of roofs later in life... <laughs> I think we would not have let him.
0: <laughs> That's true. We <laughs> would not have let me, huh? Uh, Pledger and I, my older brother Pledger, we would uh, put a mattress. There's a mattress in there or something. We found a mattress. We put a mattress in, in one room or it was in the, 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 what was going to be the master bedroom. And we'd climb up in the rafters at one spot and uh, across the house, we'd go across the rafters, jumping from rafter to rafter, and moving around up there, kind of like monkeys. And then we would uh, jump out of the rafters onto that uh uh mattress and uh, i remember yeah one day I, I fell and broke my arm that was a that was a rough day but started started early
2: i remember and that. oh
0: you guys remember That's once we right. got the roof going we would actually and i don't know if you actually knew this when you guys left us kids and our friends we would play <laughs> we would play uh tag up on the roof Cause there was roofs that we could jump to. to. You had to jump kind of around a corner oh and I don't know God, how we I... did that, but, but, uh, we'd actually jump from roof to roof. And sometimes it was a pretty good gap, but we would play tag and hide and go seek on the roof. So, you know, at freeze tag, things well, like that. Wow.
2: And you only broke one arm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't the only daredevil, daredevil in the family though. Uh, pledger when we were, uh, uh, doing something one day, uh, we were in the master bedroom, and uh, you asked Pledger to gather up all this insulation, all this garbage, and, and throw it off the deck. And uh, so he got an armful of all this garbage and ran and just jumped off and landed in the backyard. And I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. So, of course, that was the that was the cool thing to do then because my older brother just did that. So, yeah, I had to try that.
1: Well, I, don't think we'll, I don't think we'll
0: move on yet to uh, when you used to jump off the roof into
1: the pool.
0: We found out. Yeah. Later. <laughs> off the two story roof into the pool. Yeah. When we got a little bit older. And here I was uh, coaxing my, my younger brothers and sister, uh, younger brother and sister, to do that as well. So yeah. Uh, that was good old days in, I, in uh, high school.
2: We probably weren't home then either. No. <laughs> oh, no. You were. We should have sure. stayed around longer.
0: No, the rule was. Yeah, we we were not allowed to uh, jump off the roof into the pool. So, because we had to clear a fence as well.
2: You had to clear the cement walkway, the fence, Uh the
0: chain link fence, the
2: walkway on the other side of the fence, and then hit the pool. How did you think you could do that? (laughs) I don't
0: know. We just (laughs) did. Uh, That was great. So, uh,
2: oh my God. So, there's a
0: story I want you to tell. Uh, speaking of, you know, no, and speaking of, I mean, people always ask me, hey, were you the class clown? Were you, you know, what kind of kid were you? Uh, remember the time I was in, I think it was second grade, Miss Bauer. Um, was it second grade? Yeah, it was Miss, yeah, Miss Bauer. Anyways. um,
1: That was patient, Miss Bauer. Yes. <laughs> I just remember that she was having a little problem with you, and so she thought you would do better if you sat close to her desk. I. Uh, So you not only sat close to her desk, you sat right next to her desk. And when your mother went to check on how you were doing and she looked through the window, Miss Bauer was somewhere in the classroom, but there you were sitting next to her desk with your feet on her desk. Uh,
2: crossed on her desk. And I don't even know if you were paying attention. (laughs)
0: Uh, I turned that around to where I was ruling the class, I think. Yeah, that was... uh...
2: I think I you were I think you were.
0: That's what it was. So to, to finish that story, though, when I was in high school, they built a uh, remember this. They, they built an elementary school behind our home. So I was jumping on the trampoline one day. I was a I think oh, I was yeah. a senior, junior, or senior jumping on the trampoline. Anyways, I had found out that Miss Bauer was now teaching at that school. Her name had changed, uh, but I saw her out there. I recognized her right away. She hadn't changed a bit. And so I jumped over the wall, ran over there during recess. I'm like, Miss Bauer. She turns and, and I said, I'm, you know, I introduced myself. I'm, I'm Ken. I was, you know, she's like, I, I know, I remember you. Yes, yes, yes. So we started to chat for just a second. And then all of a sudden she blew her whistle and, uh, and then she points at this kid and she's like, Nicholas, come here. And this little boy runs up like <laughs> wide eyed. Look, like, what did I do wrong? And she goes, see this young man right here. She said, "This fine young gentleman right here used to sit next to my desk just like you do. <laughs> so, oh, sweet Miss Bower, she had a little system come to find out, so she would she would pick out the uh, the problem child in the class and and uh, address that right away. so anyways, fun little story there.
2: Well, I wonder if he put his feet on her desk was allowed to do that like he. Well, probably so. She lets you guys do everything.
0: <laughs> but, hey, I want to back up just a little bit. Okay, so obviously I'm my parents' child and uh, obviously got some of this from, from my parents. So I want to tell a little bit about my father here just for a second. He was a cheerleader in high school, and that's when uh, male cheer Which was, an, yeah, unusual at that yeah. time. And this was in Las Vegas. You went to what high school? Las Vegas High School. We were the Wildcats. Yes. So, uh, you were um, you were in high school, and and, in, and talking about uh, you know we nowadays uh, mascots in the NBA they go off a mini trampoline and dunk. I mean it's quite common and everything. I grew up with a mini trampoline. It was your trampoline, obviously first, but that mini tramp. I uh, I didn't know anything
1: about mini tramps. There weren't mini tramps around, but uh, we were. Using uh, rectangular uh, trampolines made by Nissan.
0: And anyway, regular size, right? Found
1: out, yeah, yeah, they were what, nine by 14 or 17, something like that. Anyway, I got a hold of them and uh, asked them what other kind they had. And they told me about this mini tramp. And so I bought that mini tramp and we used it in high school when we cheered. We did a number of things. One is that we would put it out on the track, run up and jump on it, and jump up into the stands, which of course were raised up quite a ways, or we would do front flips off it or just jump up and split. We never thought of dunking or anything like that but uh but we had the only mini tramp around that we could that we knew of. And uh, so it was quite a novelty. We'd take it with us to Reno and Sparks and stuff like that.
0: That's when you had had the
1: first mini That's when
0: you had to travel to Reno and Sparks and all over the place because there weren't enough high schools in Las Vegas. Yes. In fact, there was only one other high school, and they were
1: my senior year was the first time they had a graduating. Wow. That's
0: back when Vegas was a little bit
1: smaller. I love it. 19. Nineteen fifty-seven, probably when I was doing that.
2: We had a rotary telephone.
0: Rotary telephone.
2: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> uh, that's probably back before the really, really long telephone cords, too, that you could wrap around, you know, the house.
2: Uh, we had to sit right by the phone.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. uh,
2: In the same room with everybody else. <laughs>
1: You want you want us to tell, or do you want to tell about
0: uh, your first mime? Oh show? yeah, okay. So let's talk about the mime part of my life. The whole that that uh, actual painting face time. Remember Shields and Yarnell? Very yes. Well. So sh- we watched them on yes. TV. Robert Shields and Yarnell. I can't remember her first name, but they were a a married couple that were mimes. And uh, gosh, you guys, whoever's listening to this. Check them out on YouTube, Shields and Yarnell. They are uh, – were amazing. Yarnell, um, she's now passed away, but um, Robert Shields, still alive. Back at that time when I was a little boy, they had a variety show, and they would do mime, painted faces, that type of thing. Sometimes, other times it wasn't painted faces, but they, were, they would do mime back then when uh, – and, and put it just – I mean weekly – it was a different show and i would just be glued to that thing so uh, i decided or i started doing some of this mime i started going around and acting like a robot and 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 you know walking into imaginary walls and putting my hands up and then finding the edge of the wall and walking around and i made my whole house a maze and i would you know walk up to my mom while she was at the kitchen, you know, at the, at the stove cooking or whatever. And I bounced off a wall that was right in front of her. And, uh, all of a sudden she was boxed in and, you know, and, uh, uh, when she would walk through my, one of my imaginary walls, I was like, what? Oh my gosh. She's, she's magic. She's got, you know, she's so strong or something like that. So, um, yeah, my whole life was an imaginary, uh, playground, but it seemed like you were always in a box. Yes bursting at the seams trying to you'd stand there and you couldn't get out <laughs> that's right story of my life uh that's great <laughs> so at at one point i entered a talent show as a mime when you were seven we made you a
1: a um what was a kind of a it's a
2: blue polyester like Red, white, and blue type plaster jumpsuit with a yeah. zipper down the front.
0: The jumpsuit yep, that my mother made for and, me. I, uh, I wore this jumpsuit, and you did a uh,
1: mime where you went around. I the main part I remember is you going to people and doing something with them. And but the the big one was when you ate the banana at the end
2: you peeled this banana and ate it
0: yes, yes
1: and everybody knew exactly what you were
0: doing <laughs> yes now my favorite part of this whole act was when we would be backstage or or when we were backstage and because i did this several times and every time i i i did a mime show or whatever i had my father carry me in over his head and i was stiff as a board in a you know in a pose or whatever and he would carry me in over his head, and then stand me up like a mannequin, just standing there, and then he'd walk off. And then that's when I would open my <laughs> eyes, and I would look around like, okay, no one's around. I can start now. And I would go into this whole robot thing and and mime show. And That was good times. Gosh, I did that. I did that in elementary school. I did that uh, church uh, talent shows. You were only seven when you started that. Yep.
2: You were such a natural. I mean, it just came so natural to you that it's not surprising, you know, how you ended up. It's just, it was just amazing. No one else could do it like you could.
0: Well, thank you. It was a lot of fun. I had such a great childhood, great fun. I mean, and I was always being encouraged by you guys. I really appreciated the fact that you never looked at me sideways unless I had done something, you know, wrong or or got in trouble for for something, but uh, I was always encouraged by you never, never put down. Uh, I never thought that any of that would, would be dumb, or I just thought I was doing something fun that everybody was going to love and everybody's going to like it and everybody's going to get it. And, and, uh, so I just kept going with it. And I, I appreciate the fact that you guys never, uh, discouraged me or, uh, hinted at any kind of, um, you know, embarrassment on your guys' part. I don't know if it was embarrassing or anything like that, but it was, it was not, not like, at all. We were excited. <laughs> well,
2: besides which <clears throat> I can't remember.
0: What's that?
1: But I, I, t-
2: I said, I can't even remember how he felt. I I, oh. have no- <laughs> well,
1: I I was always, I was, I was always excited because that's the kind of stuff I always wished I could have done, but really couldn't do it that well.
2: No, he did other things, but, <laughs> but you took after him. I don't know what part you got from me, but so far, it's you're just talking about you. Well, dad.
0: I, I got lots so of well, encouragement from my mom that. as well. So,
1: yes. <laughs> well, and one of those times where we really trusted you is when we bought a utility van and said, Ken, how would you like to take it on as a project and convert this van into a You know, a luxury, whatever conversion van. And that worked out well because when you were a mascot in high school, we used that same van with the sound system and everything else and take you to the high school, crank up some terrible music that you liked, but
0: (laughs) that you were good sports about. Very excited. Which was normally ACDC. Could be,
1: yeah. <laughs> we don't
2: know.
0: And we'd,
1: we'd have it so loud we could hardly hear. And But by the time you were ready, we'd pull up in front of the, the I guess you call the well of football field, and you would jump out, and all sorts of excitement would begin, and you were ready to go. Yep.
0: I had a lot of good memories about that van. My dad bought a Dodge van that was just a shell. And he uh, gave that to me as a, not gave it to me. He gave me a project for the summer to convert this van into a conversion van. We cut out the windows. I, 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 we built the seats. We, you know, upholstered everything. We put, you know, carpet on the walls and all that stuff. (laughs) Back then, it was so cool. On the roof. Yep. Yep. (laughs) On the ceiling. We had lights up there and carpet on the ceiling. It was very cool. Very cool, so uh, but yeah, supported me even in that listening to my crazy music and uh, pulling, pulling up to the, uh, to the game and um, encouraging me when I was uh, a junior in high school. I started that. My father also, have to tell you, my first costume ever in high school was it it was a uh, it was supposed to be a wolf. It looked like roadkill, Chuck E. Cheese. This was at basic high school in henderson nevada yes it was actually called basic high school and i uh i was always teased and and uh, after that that uh, i just got a basic education <laughs> after that anyways you didn't finish your shields and yarnell story oh yes shields and yarnell okay love that now shields and yarnell i gotta tell you um in in college now is this is this is what you're talking about I, yes,
1: and it's a, a clear indication of um, of you're just assuming that uh, a lot of things were that, that there you for you. That you could go
2: anywhere and do anything. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Okay. So, in college, I went to a a junior college, and I was the mascot up there. By the way, my father knew the uh, one of the one of the head guys at. Uh, this college that I was going to, which was called Rick's College at the time. now it's BYU, Idaho. Um, but you were you you helped out with admissions or something. you were you were like a representative for admissions, wasn't it?
1: Yes, and I told him, if you had my son there as a mascot, I can guarantee, and I use that word, guarantee that your attendance at your games will increase. Dang! What did he say to that? Well, he didn't say anything. He said, "Well, we'll see."
2: You tried out, and they <laughs> you tried, liked you. <laughs> yeah, you tried out, yep.
1: and liked you, and and uh, then you uh, after after that you uh, stayed up. You didn't go back, and he gave me a call and asked where you were, and I told him where you were in Canada. Yep, I was on a church asked mission up he there. Could call you there. <laughs> that's right We're on a church mission in halifax and i i'm laughing and because he says, well,
0: after my first year um uh at rick's yeah i got a letter in the mail uh immediately saying um yeah until uh you can prove that uh <laughs> you will uh, take school serious from here on out um please don't reapply or please you know don't uh don't Until you got year. your
2: grades up somewhere
0: else. Ex- ex- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, that's not why I went on a church mission, but I did go on a church mission. Anyway, so this this guy called and said, hey, where are you? And uh, where's your son? And, and, uh, and that's when he ended up calling me out there, right? Just to cut the story short,
1: uh, when you got home, you went back to Rick's on a full scholarship. And, um,
2: well, they did that because their attendance dropped off.
1: Yeah, he told they me they wanted said, you
2: back whether you could do gr- good work or not. <laughs>
0: oh, well, I mean, you could bring the fans in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, everything is who you know or uh, what you can do for them, right?
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: <That's> right. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Dr. Shirley said, we gotta have him back. Is we're just not doing what we need to at our basketball game. So,
2: anyway, you went back and then you did the Shields. and our-
0: Yes. So, okay. Yes. Now,
2: now- <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, so, here I am. I'm back there. I am, uh, I'm in school. I'm getting a scholarship now uh, to, to, to be a mascot. And uh, first time I was getting actually kind of paid. And uh, so that was a big deal for me. So, I heard at one point uh, that Shields, Robert Shields, was. Going to come and perform at the school. I was on pins and needles. This all of a sudden, this is like Superman showing up. I was—I just thought this was, you know, here's my hero. This is the guy. This is, you know, who I had idolized and and everything. So I had to get a date. And uh, I don't know if you guys know this part, but uh, I'll spill it all. I decided <laughs> to ask a pair of twins, very cute redhead twins, to uh, to go to this show with me. And so we went to this show and, uh, oh gosh, I just, I, I mean, I had center front row seats at this thing and, you know, I'm, I'm flanked by, by two, uh, um, beautiful twins and we're watching the show. It was just greatest night of my life. And, uh, after the show, I asked the twins, Hey, <clears throat> would you like to go hot tubbing? <laughs> and, uh, they're like, where are we going to go hot tubbing in this little podunk town? I said, I kind of chuckled a little bit, and I said, trust me, let's go. So we headed over to <laughs> the Holiday Inn, and it was, it's, it was one of those Holiday Inns where they had the like garden area with the pool and all that on the inside. I can't remember what they're called, but so we would sneak in there and uh, go hot tubbing. So we snuck in the back, me and the twins. We get in the hot tub, and all of us I look up at the front desk way over there. It's Robert Shields checking in. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys look, he's staying in this hotel. Ah. So, you know, I'm like, okay, okay, be cool, be cool. And and of course, he walks by, goes to his room. No joke. Five minutes later, he's walking out, taking his robe off and uh, climbing into the hot tub there in his little tiny Speedo. And I'm just like, this is the greatest moment of my life. Here he is in the hot tub with me. <laughs> and uh, so I, I forgot about the twins at that point. And I, I'm i like, uh, 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 Mr. Shields, uh, uh, you know, and I tell him the whole story about, you know, how he influenced me. How I watched him when I was a kid, how I started doing mime and, and uh, then, you know, translated right into being a mascot and, and uh, here I was, I was, I was a high school mascot. Now, now I'm getting a scholarship here at the, you know, I'm trying to build myself up so he doesn't look at me like I'm just some regular old guy that plays, you know, dress up and, and uh, some just regular mascot that, that uh, no one pays attention to. And uh, so The one thing that I, I, you know, he was very nice and he was very gracious. He just, you know, talked to me and, and, and it was very humble and sweet. And, and there was one thing that I took away from that, that I have to share with everybody. He told me, he said, uh, if you'd like a little bit of advice or or whatever, you know, I think I even asked him, so what could you tell me? What, you know, what, what would you advise me? What, what kind of um, pointers could you give me? And he says, I'll tell you, be feminine. I'm like what? He goes, yeah. Think about it. He goes, do you see how fluid I am on stage? Do you f- see how 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 my movements are so, you know, soft and 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 but yet strong and yet you know poignant and I mean you, I get to the point, but yet I'm I'm moving fluidly, things like that. I'm like, yes, yes, I do. I, yeah. And uh, he says, that is femininity. He says, if you can master femininity then you can cross all kinds of lines as far as entertainment goes you can relate more to people you can get more of your story across if you have a, a sense of femininity now i know that sounds weird but yet at the same time it really has uh been a benefit to me i've thought about that over and over throughout the through the years just you know make sure that I'm', I'm you know in my movements I'm um I'm not just masculine. I'm not just clunky. And uh anyways, that helped a lot. So that's 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 a good story about Robert Shields and well, now Does that also
1: help you when you are following somebody around the stadium and <laughs> emphasizing the way that the young lady might
0: be walking? Oh yes, or... yes. <laughs> oh yes, to be able to walk behind You know, some woman who is strutting her stuff or showing off or uh, or I tell you what, black ladies are the best. I love uh, mimicking and um, just acting like, you know, I'm just they're giving me the business and I'm giving them the business right on back. So uh, that is a that is such a fun part of my act. So, yes, I appreciate you bringing that up.
2: We need to go back a little ways. Because you do a lot of repelling, but do you remember when you first learned how to repel?
0: Yes, I've repelled i throughout my whole career uh and it started with my mom and dad taking us out as a family with the Curtis family. He taught us how to repel using a body wrap with the with the ropes and uh so and <laughs> with hurt. no equipment, just that a rope, and that hurt so we decided
1: to go invest in some good uh, equipment
0: yes yes star curtis was all about being you know natural and, and 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 roughing it the guy would eat ants he would lick his finger and uh and and pick up ants and stick them in his mouth so so we went and got equipment and i remember going on several trips and taking ropes and and throwing them off a 300 foot cliff and as little kids uh you know Being uh, coaxed off the uh, uh, or talked off the edge because every once in a while Jill would have a fit and she'd start crying or whatever. But um, yeah, three hundred feet will do that. But we'd get down there and just swing (laughs) and run around on those cliffs, and that was not not uh, what any of my friends were doing at the time. So uh, no, that's true. Yeah, but we took our friends and they always loved it. I'm I'm actually uh, asked all the time. So, gosh, you know, where'd you get all your your uh, gymnastics training? I'm like, I, I I was a backyard gymnast, and um, basically, what that means is my parents used to take me in the backyard and teach me back handsprings by putting a beach towel on the front of me, a beach towel on the back of me, twisting it, and I'd be doing back handsprings I, a, I, across the yard. You have to know which way to
1: twist it, too, when you're doing that. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. People should
1: not just go in the backyard and just try that or they'll end up flying loose. <laughs> anyway. Yes. <laughs> and we did a lot of that. And even taught a lot of your friends when we uh, go down to the park or something and they'd come over and watch us and we'd have them join in and, and taught a lot of kids. Yeah. A lot of different things.
2: But, I think, through all of this, Ken, you had a lot you developed a lot of toughness, and you were very courageous, I think I remember the time that you took your brother Pledger as your assistant down to Australia, and you guys were up in the rafters, which was i don't know I remember how many hundreds of feet up, and he was trying to hook you up because you were going to jump out of the rafters again and, and repelled down. down and you went to leap off and he grabbed you because you weren't hooked up you were just so eager to go you had no fear
0: <laughs> i know and actually well actually as i climbed over the railing my carabiner came unclipped from the rope or from the equipment yeah so oh. yeah so you know all of a sudden he reached wow. out there you know i'm 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 about ready to rappel and he reached out, and grabbed me, yanked me back over the railing. He's like, You're not hooked in. I'm like, What are you doing? You're not hooked in. <laughs> so I missed my cue on that one. But uh, again, pleasure. Saving my life. He saved my life when I was a little boy he did from save drowning. Life. Uh, when we were on a kayak trip. And he saved my oh, life. That's
2: oh, was, right. Yes.
0: Yep. I was just going to say,
1: if you tell this story, they might come to arrest me. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: I tell you what. Nowadays, yeah, you would be you would be uh, it would be a different story. Speaking of of being arrested for the stuff. Yeah. uh, You guys left a uh, pledger and I home left. us. Yeah. Left us. You put. Yeah. Robin went to a friend's house. Um, Jill, she was just a baby. She went to grandma and grandpa's. And uh, so Pledger and I stayed home alone. I was five, he was eight, and uh, it was like two weeks. And so every day we would.
2: Two weeks. No, Uh, no, no, no. no. You're starting to exaggerate a little
0: bit. It was two (laughs) weeks. No,
2: where did we go? We would not. We would never leave you for two weeks. You
0: went to UCLA to go to graduation. My dad was getting his master's. So, Yeah.
2: But what Boy, I that, that was that was that's
0: like three days. Yeah. At the no way, no way. That was over Fourth of
2: July and it, everything. Yeah, it was at least at at your young age. At your young age, it probably seemed like a long. It time was ago. two weeks, maybe,
0: maybe not two weeks, but it was at least a week. So, yeah, oh,
2: that's <laughs> if, better.
1: If, if, if we would have left you for two weeks, we would have had
0: Robin stay there and make you tuna casserole. <laughs> oh not the tuna casserole or slum golem uh it not, it, yeah she was always making us weird she stuff did. she did a good job with you she did hey,
1: why don't you tell us a little why don't you tell us a little bit about when you went to mexico with uh, magic johnson's team uh that he sponsored and you were doing a uh, show down
0: there and halftime and stuff and how
2: you got injured and what happened
0: so I was, I was invited to go with uh, the San Antonio Spurs uh, Coyote and Magic Johnson's team. He, was a, he had a touring team at the time to go down to Mexico and do a three-game tour down there. Uh, with I mean, it was all sponsored and everything. We were playing the, the Mexican national team. And during a halftime, it was a second game of the three-game tour. We were in Guadalajara, and the coyote and I were out there doing dunks, and uh, one dunk I did a reverse, and as I dunked it, I was upside, you know, somewhat upside down. My, you know, my back was to the floor. I dunked it; my left shoulder came out of the socket, and uh, you know, dislocated, and so I let go right away. But my right hand was still up there. Anyways, I was trying to reach as I was coming down for the uh, for the mat. And um, my, my right toe caught the mat, but my left toe missed. And so I was all of a sudden going into the splits. I hyperextended my right knee. I dislocated my hip. As I fell over, my hip uh, slipped back in. So it just kind of subluxed is what they call it. So it went out and came back in. Uh, but my right knee was hyperextended, which was so painful. And here I am laying there with my shoulder out still, trying to get up. And as I got up, my left shoulder was like sticking straight out in front of me. It wouldn't go down. So I'm holding it up with my right hand. And I look over at the coyote and I shake my head like, I can't, I, I, I got to go. So then I just took off off the floor and ran up the tunnel and went out. Well, I get up there and Magic Johnson's uh, massage therapist and physical therapist and, and everything, they were up there. I'm like, hey, can you guys give me a hand? And literally, give me a hand. And um, so they were trying to pop my shoulder back in. It just, it would not go back in. They were, I had they had me laying down. They were pulling on it, trying to wiggle it around, trying to get it back in the socket, which was absolutely painful, excruciating. And uh, so they called for an ambulance. They finally said, well, the ambulance is here. Um, Come on out. And so I'm carrying, you know, I'm holding my arm up and um, I go, here's a van. It's just a van. It's an empty van with a wooden bench in the back. Not, this is their ambulance. This was their. Uh, I'm like, what? You got to be kidding me. I'm like, is this safe, or am I being taken off somewhere and to be buried? <laughs> and um, so, they, my assistant at the time uh, rode in the back of the police truck, standing up, holding onto the roll bar in the back of this police truck. As the police truck um, hauled towards the hospital (laughs) with, um, you know, the lights going, the sirens going and everything. Here I am in the van back there. We're hitting every pothole there is. And there was a lot of them. Finally, as you know, we're about three quarters of the way to the hospital and uh, we hit a big pothole and my shoulder actually bounced and like slid back in. So I'm laying on this bench, my arm hanging over it, pothole, bang, slides back in. So big relief there. I go to the hospital and they say, oh, yeah, we can't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, it just, you know, just ice it, wrap it, don't use it. I called my in the States and I said, Steve, Doc, hey, um, what can can you tell me? He's like, I got nothing for you. Just come back, see me when you get back. I said, I'm not coming back Uh, after I got a game tomorrow night. We got another uh, game in Chihuahua and uh, we got done with, you know. Well, he says, Well, when you get done, he says, When you come see me. I said, After Chihuahua, I'm going to London. I got to dunk out there for a week uh, at some convention in London. So he says, Well, come see me when you're done. Anyways, so I go do that in London. And, uh, you know, so a week and a half later. Oh, by the way, I didn't have to do the game the next day. Magic Johnson lost his team lost that night. And so he got on a plane and left, left his team, left the sponsors. They didn't do the they didn't do the game the next day. And I was so grateful. I was so thankful because there was no way I could go and dunk. Uh, at, 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 that one. So anyways, it gave me a couple of days to get to London and I spent a week there dunking and, uh, I would just wrap my shoulder up and got back to the States, went and saw my doc and, uh, he says, oh yeah, no, it's broken. Like you're, you've got a broken shoulder. So,
1: <laughs> of course, I, I've been amazed at how many injuries mascots have had and I, I probably shouldn't get into this, but the wage of a mascot is less than what it is for the last guy on the bench. Yep. And uh, I bet, I'll bet mascots on every team end up with more injuries than what most of the actual players do. Oh, for sure. We've been interested in uh, all through your career, which has been quite a while, in the different countries that you've gone to and what has amazed me is that when you have video of you interacting with children or with adults no matter what the country is they all know exactly what you're doing and catch on to all the things that that are going on it's just amazing
2: your mind is so good that everybody you don't need to say anything they you you express it so well they know exactly what you're trying to say and do of
1: course we're not prejudiced no (laughs) (laughs) i am (laughs) thanks mom and dad (laughs) what you what you do is uh is internationally understood i think that's why you've been able to go to china go to uh uh, what was the, the one uh, that used to be a Soviet country? Latvia. Yeah, Latvia. Oh, I love and, Latvia. Uh, you, uh, yeah, I remember you coming back and saying, you know, how it was there and and what they, <clears throat> how they understood everything. And the kids just followed you all around and everything. But uh, no matter where you've gone, uh, Argentina, Argent, uh, Australia. China, I, I couldn't name all the places that you've been and uh, w- what an experience you've had to be able to do that as well as being with the NBA players and finding out how they're really uh, just real people except that they may have uh, like, I think you were in Australia walking with the, uh, one of the players when he walked into a store and pulled out, I think it was six thousand in cash and bought a Rolex. <laughs> oh, but, you uh, not do that yet.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's you. right. <laughs> yeah,
0: you-, <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, this all um, you know stems back. I, I've always wanted to take uh, you guys on a trip, one of these trips with me. So hopefully, before I'm done here, we can figure out something to to have you guys tag along because really, this all started with you guys and how um you influenced me I, you know i always wanted to be a performer like my dad i always thought my dad was the best performer on the earth and um you know and my mom just always sat back and and, and was sewing and was you know g- g- figuring out another costume for me or um you know getting the face paint for me and and things like that and um and then after any any time after i performed no matter how it went or whatever, it was just nothing but encouragement. We're so proud of you. Love you. I mean, you know, not saying that, Hey, we didn't have uh, our hard times and, and, and not saying that I, uh, I wasn't a nightmare to raise as far <laughs> as all that goes. It was just, uh, you know, I couldn't have asked for anything more from, from my parents. And, uh, I really appreciate the love and support you guys have had for me and you know, all these years, I still, call and can't wait to tell you you know what i did or uh or get feedback from you or ask your advice so i appreciate that very much
2: well Uh, it's been a two-way street dear because you've always been there for us and always checking on us and concerned about us and uh, always wanting to when we visit you see that we get the best and you're uh it's been a joy to have you
1: yeah, yeah. E- e- even when you took us in the limousine <laughs> from the airport through through the McDonald's drive-through. <laughs> yeah, so what? We couldn't. We
2: couldn't well, that was normal for yes. you. Yes, and and,
1: and then to top it all off, of taking us to that skydiving place where they. Just- <laughs> And, oh, my and, gosh. And, and mother thought she was doing so well. And she <laughs> came down and said, oh, that was just great. Did you see how well I did? And then <laughs> we told her that there was a guy hanging onto her heel <laughs> all the time.
2: <laughs> you uh, gave us experiences also. <laughs> that's right.
1: We had experiences we probably would not have normally had. <laughs> if, if 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 you're getting close to the end of this, I got to ask you. One more question. Yeah. <laughs> how big is how big is Shaquille O'Neal?
0: Oh my gosh, he's huge. He's just a <laughs> just a massive person and I I mean and and just as massive physically as he is uh as a person as well. I mean as a personality. He's just got a uh huge personality as well. I love the guy. He's got a huge heart. Such a nice nice guy. And, uh, but it is interesting and funny. I have to giggle every time, um, I shake his hand because I feel like a child. I mean, he just envelops my whole hand, just like I'm a, you know, like I'm a three year old. And, uh, uh, and speaking of that, I, (laughs) well, uh, I just going to say that you you need to tell us how you felt when he threw
1: you into uh, the, uh, yep.
0: That's where I was uh, going with that. So I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I I was nominated to be uh, in the uh, Hall of Game Awards um, by um, Cartoon Network. So I, I I went. It was a kind of a contest to be. It was for the most amazing mascot award. It was uh, filmed and 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 the award. It the awards were um, actually in Los Angeles, and I mean there was a ton of kids there and the show was amazing and they were honoring athletes and you know uh, it was a big deal I I, I I was really honored to be there and the hosts were uh, Shaquille O'Neal and Nick Cannon so they're both on stage at the point where um, we, you know they're introducing or they're they're announcing who won most, most amazing mascot now all these other people knew what Awards they are winning. It was There was no surprise. It was just next award is this, next award is this. Well, it came down to the last award of the of the show was Most Amazing Mascot. And no one knew who it was going to be. So there's four mascots out there. And they announced my name. And I'm like, what? And so I start dancing around. I run over and I'm like, you know, high-fiving uh, Nick Cannon and everything. And I run and I jump up into Shaquille O'Neal's arms. And it was like, I, I couldn't even reach his neck, really. I mean, I just, I, I jumped up there and he kind of caught me and, and everything. And uh, there was a, um, he picked me up. He's holding me kind of like a, uh, you know, kind of cradling me or whatever. And uh, kind of dancing around or whatever. And there was a foam pit at the back of the stage or behind him somewhat uh, where they had been doing, Uh, You know, bike tricks into this foam pit and everything. And he turns around, walks over and literally throws me into this foam pit. And as he threw me, I actually burst into a giggle. I just started laughing because I hadn't felt that sensation (laughs) of being thrown since I was a little boy. You know, your dad. You know, my dad, and and everybody, every other dad in the world. You know, throws their kids onto the bed or throws them into the pool or whatever. And I, I it was just also I had all these flashbacks. It was that sensation of just being tossed by your dad, and uh, I giggled and landed in the foam pit, just laughing like, like a little kid. <laughs> oh my gosh! I crawled <laughs> out of there. I was just like, that was the funniest thing. I, I laughed about that forever, and uh, talked to Shaq about that. And, <laughs> I'm like gosh, I can't believe how you could just toss me around like that. He's like, "Oh, yeah, you're nothing." So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. So,
0: yeah, at the time I was like a, you know, a, a buck forty, you know, fully, you know, dressed. So, anyways, but yeah, he uh that was that was a that was a fun experience. But I t- I tell you what, I've had a lot of influences in my life. I've had Shields and Yarnell. I've had Of course, the the famous chicken Uh, told that story before how he kind of got me started in the in the mascot direction and um, or thinking along those lines. And then uh, but most of all, all my skills, my experiences, uh, you know, my my parents uh, bought me a a unicycle when I was, you know, a kid. And I, gosh, I finally learned how to ride that thing. And, um, you know, just every experience, I mean, flipping over. Um, people at, at at the games. I still flip over people, uh, run and flip over people at my games, and uh, I learned that, or I started doing that in third grade. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Instead so.
2: of in the fur, you should name this in the backyard. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. Yes. This episode will be called in the backyard. <laughs> I'm really a backyard gymnast. Right? Well, I appreciate you and love you both very much, and uh, can't wait to see you again and uh yeah thank you so much uh anything else
2: that's all we can remember
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right well
2: remember how old we are (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for asking us and it's been a joy for us too
0: yeah all right well we'll get off this and and uh and then i'll probably remember a whole bunch more and so will you but um but Oh, oh yeah, so. yeah. Thanks for uh, being on my podcast here between the fur. Have a great day. Love you. Bye. Bye bye. I don't
2: know why that would go off so soon. Um-